Hi everyone, this is Anna AX Mina. Welcome to the first mini-sode of Five and Nine Season 4, and the first mini-sode ever for this podcast. We wanted to share a little bit more context for why Season 4 is set in Wadi Rum. Here we'll learn more about one of many studio who are co-presenting this season with us and who brought all of us together in Jordan for the artist residency in the Wadi Rum Desert. You can learn more about their work at oneofmany.studio. Thanks for listening. I'm Britt Pham. I am a first-generation Vietnamese Lao American. I'm the child of refugees, and I am a lover of all things disco, is what I always say. (laughs) And professionally, I'm a creative producer, an experienced designer, and a facilitator. I am Nur Botaine. I am a multidisciplinary artist, a facilitator, and creative producer. I practice strategic foresight or speculative design, also known as futures thinking. I was born in Amman, in what is today known as Jordan, and my ancestral heritage is in what we know today as five different countries, and what to my ancestors was known as the Galilee. And so those countries currently are Jordan, Palestine, Israel, Syria, and Lebanon. That is where I'm lucky enough to know that my ancestors are from these lands and have been stewarding these lands and have been farmers generation upon generation as well. Last year, officially, we decided to start a, what you could call a company, um, and one of many studio was born. So we are an experienced design and consultant consulting studio. And our purpose is to build a movement of future ancestors. So creating containers and experiences that help people deepen their relationship to themselves as ancestors and really think more deeply about what it means to be responsible for future generations. The pandemic is a huge part of our origin story. Mm -hmm. We met on Zoom in a coaching program facilitated by a dear friend, Lavina Lee. And pretty much the moment we met, we started creating together. We found a lot of kinship in our shared love of ancestral stories and Mm -hmm. trying to archive and understand as much as we could about our elders and our ancestors and where we come from. The three of us met for the first time in person at the Shed Museum for the Unfinished Conference. And Britt and I got to do the Embodied Water practice as an opening for a workshop that uh, we were doing with Talk to Me About Water at the conference. And you got to be present for that, which I'm very grateful for. So I'm curious, you know, it's one thing to share what we do and it's another thing to experience it. And as someone that experienced some of our work as a resident at the residency and, and the bodied water practice at the shed, I'm curious what would be top of mind for you on what one of many is in this moment. It feels like a lot of the work you do is very embodied. I was at this tech conference and then I think it was Britt who brought, who brought out your crystal ball. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, what's going on here? I mean, I I go to sound baths all the time, but I I hadn't expected to experience a meditative practice, a land practice. You had brought some scents. I I vaguely remember you had brought something that we were smelling. And so it was such a different way for me to experience a tech conference. I felt like, oh, this is interesting. This is different. And this context is different. It had been my first conference since uh, the pandemic. And I certainly, after we met, I didn't expect that a few months later, we'd be riding camels together. (laughs) out in the desert. So to me, the one of the ways I think about your work is how embodied it is, how experiential it is. Mm. Mm. 
And that's such an important frame and mode of learning that I think is often forgotten, especially when we think about futures and this concept of the future ancestor, which I found so powerful when, when you were discussing it. My question for you is about your methodology, the way you do your work. What are the experiences that you design? What is the ethos and values that go behind the work mm-hmm. that you do? Britt was sharing about how when we first met, we just immediately went into creating together and creating around the context of gathering ancestral wisdom and knowledge, not, not just our ancestral, you know, this curiosity around our ancestral heritage and wisdom and intelligence, but also bringing along other people with us in that inquiry and in that curiosity. And we truly believe in the power of telling stories um, in the face of erasure. So many of us come from cultures and people that have experienced erasure for thousands of years, actually, <laughs> generation upon generation. I also feel very grateful that I had a very a connection and a deep relationships with my grandparents. And those relationships very much informed who I am and my curiosity and learning about their lives and things that they've experienced. And I believe we do this work because I think it's the best use of our time. The pandemic shook so much of our care systems and the way we care for each other and the urgency of the world that we are living in in this moment and what we know is going to be unfolding over the next few years because of science. Specifically here I am naming climate change and climate related changes that are so deeply connected to systemic injustice as well and the legacy of colonialism. A big reason why Wadi Ram was a place of inspiration for us. Wadi Ram is in the south of what is today known as Jordan in the heart of the Rift Valley and I have been going to it since I was very young with my father and it changed who I am and is a big part of who I am and the way that I connect and my connection to land and to water. Uh, Wadi Ram and those lands are uh, one of the most significant valleys in the history of humanity and the history of the earth and is a place of the birth of many civilizations for thousands and thousands of years. This year we designed the experience around the global water crisis and just north of Wadi Ram, a few kilometers away is the, the spot where they are currently pumping out the last underground water aquifer. And so these lands are experiencing some of the worst water scarcity and projected to experience even more. And so it was important for us and in the story and the relationship to land that we wanted to bring all these residents and artists along with us for these realities to be a part of the experience. We wanted to create an experience for any human, but specifically creative spirits to come and transform the way they relate to themselves as future ancestors and to elevate our collective consciousness around the ways we create around and for the future. I think for me, actually, Britt, because we got to spend some time in person together over the last few days, which has been really special and was reminded of the power of the wisdom from the Vietnamese language. Britt, I'm going to invite you to share as something that your father has passed on to you. Well, I, I think in this snippet of conversation, we've talked a lot about our connection to land. And I just want to say that anytime I say land, to me, it's a little bit interchangeable with water mm-hmm. because uh, I recently learned that in the Vietnamese language, the way you ask where someone is from isn't what country or lands are you from, but it roughly translates to what waters do you come from? And I don't speak my ancestral language for many reasons that I won't get into right now, but that piece of wisdom that I learned from my father 
really hit home as we were preparing for this residency and has us really thinking about how different our world could be if we could have a larger cultural conversation around where we come from being connected to the waters or the land that we come from rather than the nations. Mm, beautiful. It's like every time you share this, Brit, it's like I'm hearing it for the first time. No. Truly, no. I'm moved by it every time because it's just such a powerful piece of wisdom if we relate it to the waters that we come from and that our ancestors come from or the, the waters that we live by too, you know, like they, they carry so much history and I believe memory too and I think it's profound to think of who we are and our identities through the lens of water in this way. Five and Nine is an independent podcast at the crossroads of magic, work, and economic justice. The music was recorded live and performed by Hashim bin Muatik. Find us at thisis5and9.com, on Apple, Spotify, Google, and anywhere you listen to podcasts.